trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and you know the rest I'm going to be telling you later, we struggle in the first word of that verse, trust. Let's go back to Luke chapter 8 this time, verses starting verse, verse 22, a very well-known passage. And um, I hope we can bring to light some a few things here uh, to help us in our, daily, in our daily walk in obedience to the Lord and calling attention to a few things here. Luke chapter 8, verse 22 says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a sheep with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the raging of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, said one to another, What a manner of man is this? For he commanded, and even the winds and water, and they obey him. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, just pray that help us now as you go through your word, that you reveal yourself to us and you speak to our hearts, and that you can be, this preaching can be profitable to us. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So is the, the, the story start kind of a good point. Jesus said, you know, let's go to the other side. The disciple immediately obeyed, and they went, and then there was problems on the way. Now, there are a few things we can point out here, but before that, I'd just like to mention that, you know, sometimes this is how we start our walk, obeying God, and just following to the world, to the words, the point, to whatever we need to do. And then when things start troubling or crumbling around us, the storms of life and problems come, then it starts struggling. One thing I you know to point out here first before anything else is that, you know, at least the disciples got the right idea. When problems arise, they came to Jesus. So before I say anything, if you don't hear anything about this message in your sleep, just remember this. Whenever the storms come in your life, go back to Jesus. He's the source of faith and power that you can have in your own life to go through it all. Now, I want to, to point out in this master two questions. And those are important for our Christian walk and for us to be able to obey God and everything he left us to do. When you talk about the Great Commission, it's all about obedience. It's not about what we want or what don't we want to do. But it's not only the Great Commission because it started much before when Jesus was talking about, you know, love your neighbor you know, love your God with all your heart. But here, when they're starting to struggle with circumstances, Jesus had to ask him, them here, where is your faith? That's one of the questions that's important for us to remember. The second question came from the disciples. And the question is the title of the message is, what manner of man is this? It's not much of a question, then it was an exclamation. 
they were amazed, scared, and now they can, what? Who is this man? Because for sure, they didn't expect that. Probably they were hoping that Jesus was going to guide, guide them through the river, the, 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 the lake they were just, you know, in safety. But they did not expect that this was going to happen. Which read another lesson in itself for us. Expect God to do great things, especially what you don't expect to happen. Because he'll do it. Over and over, Sherry and I have experienced that in our lives. And over and over, we can uh, look back and say, whoa, we thought we had faith there. But, you know, where was our faith when this happened? And we're thankful we turn back to Christ, to Jesus, to say, hey, help us through here. Now, it's interesting that most of us struggle with faith, just like the disciples. And what amazed me that the disciples were walking with Jesus. They saw the miracles. They saw the teaching. They saw the power. They saw everything, and they were still struggling with faith. So don't, don't ever, I don't have about the word to say, don't feel bad if we're struggling with faith. Probably is an opportunity for you to grow. Probably is another opportunity for you to remember that you are nothing before God, but you can trust Him for everything. You know, and as we struggle with our faith, the question that you need to have is, who are you going to trust? We talk about taking a step of faith. And it's all beautiful now that, but when it comes down to the circumstance, are you going to trust yourself, your resources, your finances, your influence, your kids, your parents, Because sometimes we put our faith, our trust in that stuff and forget who Jesus is. I told you my life verses are Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which just says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Sharon and I had our struggles with coming to the mission field, coming out of a regular life serving the lord in our church and working a job and we had to pray a lot we didn't want to do anything out of emotions but we knew what was the task ahead of us we knew what we want but we didn't want to do out of guilt guilty either but there was one thing that was lacking too it was faith and we talk about this in sunday school you know if we had a million dollars we would do it so it's lacking faith to just trust that God would provide for our family. And it was another thing that for us, well, can we step into faith now? And we did pray for three months before we fully committed to the mission field. We had a call. We knew what I had to do. Now what, Lord? Now what? But see, you can't trust God if you don't have faith in Him. That's a giving. But if you don't trust, you also are not going to fully surrender. And if you're not going to fully surrender, you're not going to be able to obey Him. And that's one thing we need to remember in our life. So first thing that when you're talking about faith is, and about, talk about the disciples' question, what man is this? Who is this Jesus? Is He worth following? 
you know, and, and it's so, it's, if, if it is, so what, what's my life is going to be like, what my life ought to be like. So I just want to have one point from this message so you don't sleep or don't have time to think too much after that amount of food. But I want you to get this point. Jesus is God. Amen? Amen. Remember that. Jesus is God. The disciples still trying to figure out. If the disciples had ever doubted the authority of Jesus Christ and died of Jesus Christ, in this moment here, they got it. Now let me back up a little bit. And it so help you understand how the disciples have been seeing that all the time, even though Jesus never had to say that he was the Son of God literally to the face. Look with me at the authority of Jesus Christ regarding the Word of God. And he says that in Luke chapter 4. Let's go back four chapters. Luke 4, 31 and 32. And I need to get my Bible here. So if you go to Luke chapter... Four, just going to go back a few chapters and see some things that had happened already here uh, to help us understand that. So verses 31 and 32, which says, <clears throat> And he came down to Capernaum in the city of Galilee, and he taught them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. People heard, people knew. But in Capernaum, we knew even people there didn't want to believe him. His word was with power. He had authority. He knew the word of God because he was God. He had authority to speak the way he did. But if you go a little bit more, you're going to see something's happening when he was healing a man with palsy. Just in this chapter, just go a few more uh, verses here. Um, um Let's see, verses 30. Oh, let's just look at this part here with the, just this passage before move forward. If you go look, uh, continue the next verse, it says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. In verse 33, And in the synagogue there was a man which had the spirit of an unclean devil. And he cried out in a loud, with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone, let us alone. What? I have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth. Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Did Jesus need to say anything about himself? It's clear. The disciples knew here. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace. And when the devil had thrown him on the midst, and he came out of him and hurt him not, and they were all amazed, and he spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits, and they come out. It's amazing that, you know, they saw this, they realized this, but they, were, they could not, they had not understood yet. They knew that Jesus could, had power and authority of this spiritual realm. But they were not fully ready to accept that he was God, fully God. They're following the Messiah, and they're trying to uh, hear to understand who Jesus is. In this teaching here, keep on going. Look in chapter, look chapter five, just next chapter. 
where Jesus is going to demonstrate his authority over the afflictions of the, our bodies and also over sin. So go with me to Luke chapter uh, 5, starting verse uh, 17. Which says here, um, And it came to pass on a certain day, and he was teaching, there, was, uh, there were the Pharisees and the doctors of the law sitting by, which were, uh, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Ju Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, these are not simple, humble men. These are religious men that are in charge of the everything that happened there. They have the Pharisees, we have the doctors of the law, and they came out from everywhere, and Jesus was displaying his power. And these men still didn't get it. Because what happens lacks here display exactly that. So the star goes on, and they could not find a place to bring this man with power, the powers to Jesus. They loaded him there, and Jesus saw the faith that they had. And in verse 20, 20 says, Jesus says, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And look in verse 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, let their own words be against them, right? But God alone. And But Jesus... When, but when Jesus perceiving their thoughts, he answers, saying unto them, What reason ye in your hearts, whether it's easier to say, Thy sins are forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of God had power upon earth to forgive sins, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and he took up that whereof he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Isn't that amazing that people can see, people can experience, they know that there's power in Jesus Christ, but they still cannot understand it and because Satan blinds people and there in the middle of these people men that they are waiting for the Messiah for the fulfillment of the word of God and they see it and say well we have seen strange things today they cannot admit it even though they're guilt of their own words you know they're saying only God can forgive sins okay Jesus had to prove them now, after seeing just this few passages, we can go back to our passage. And we can look at the authority of Jesus Christ. He had saying authority over uh, our bodies, authority of our infirmities, authority over spiritual realm, authority over sin. And now he's going to display authority over nature. And I think this is one of the parts that what the disciples started to really putting two and two together. Because, you know, in the Jewish culture, they, they knew that only God alone would be able to control the waters because it was a chaotic system. You can go to the Psalms and read about it. So they believed that only God could control it. 
So it's not surprised when you get that question from people here say, what a manner of man is this? They click the two and two together. You see, we sometimes, to experience faith, we need to go through struggles. It's easy to have faith when everything is good. Right, Pastor? And there is money, there is health, there is all the resources, everything is in your hand. You're having a blessed life. You know, there are some people that are just looking for that and you struggle with that. There are people who just want to go to church to be blessed. But then it's the first blessing that you can get. Recognizing Jesus as God and accept Him as a Savior. It's the primary only blessing we should have because we don't deserve even that. But until we realize that Jesus is God, and I know you know that, but until we actually put our will in his, in his hand to say, God, Jesus, I know you're God. I know you can do anything. Help me out here. The display of lack of faith was not the first one in disciples' life. If I've been through that, you know what it is? I have been through that many times. In 2002, we had our first struggle. Our first struggle is because we knew God wanted us back in Brazil. And we had set our lives to, you know, have a family in the United States. In 2004, I graduated and felt like, a, you know, when you have that moment that I'm it, I, I have done it, you know, and that's not how I was feeling. It felt good. I mean, going to college, I had a career, making good salary, good money. My wife was paying for the house, and we're, we're good. She could stop working if she wanted, and life was good. Yes, I didn't have my pickup yet. It was the next thing, okay? I'm still waiting for the next pickup. Didn't come the first one yet, but it's okay. <laughs> After I look at it, I just saw expenses and money flying away. So I said, nope. But you know, those things that start to kind of circumstance kind of coming around us, that's when you need to deposit our trust in Jesus. I remember when we told my boss here, Brown Printing Company, the company does not exist anymore. So it's been bought for two or three times by other companies. But... I told my boss, you know, you guys gave me great responsibility here. And it was six months before we were going to go to Brazil. I told him, I don't know what we're going to do in Brazil, but we're going. And I need you to hire someone so I can train them to do stuff to do for you guys. Otherwise, if I just live here, guys are going to be in big trouble. They're going to a big change there in their time anyway. But we did that. And I just told him, please, just don't fire me for that, okay? I don't want to be fired yet, but hire someone I can train. So they hired someone, and I trained them. Three months later, he was ready to go. And my boss asked me, so are you, or what are you going to do in Brazil? I said, surely we're going to move there. He was not Christian, so I said, you're going to be near the family and help the church there. And so what are you going to do for work? I don't know yet. We'll figure out when you get there. <laughs> you know? But God is amazing what he does when you put his trust in him when you went to brazil my company hired me to work for them for six months 
that turned to be into two years and a half mother work, work from home from Brazil, being able to rebuild everything you had to rebuild and work and minister because I had to, I could make my own hours because I had time. Those are the lessons that I can take for me today and say, God, I know if you step into faith, you're going to help out because you're going to do what you're going to do if I'm trusting you to follow your way. Because the best place to be is the center of God's will. And if you don't know what it is, do like the disciples. Go back to say, Jesus, help me out here. There's storms in my life. What am I going to do now? So that's the first thing I want to take from you. Who is this Jesus? He is the one you can trust because he's God and he has authority in this earth and in heaven to do whatever he wants. The second thing I want to, you to realize here, just uh, in the aspect of faith, and I have mentioned one thing already through this experience we had in our life. Now, your life should not be based on experience, okay? It should be based on the Word of God. However, if you're trusting God, He will let you experience the joy of enjoying the fruits of your faithfulness because He will provide for that. The disciples here were amazed. One more time, they will provide the relief that they need in time of need because they went to Jesus. But Jesus had to go back to them and say, where's your faith? Come on. I have told you, I have seen it. Where is it? So I don't know where you are in your life, but in our stage of our lives, we need maybe to go to that question. Where is your faith? I told you my life first. Trust in the Lord. And trust me, I remember I like to use this illustration a lot. I like to use the discussion of trust and if you come into church right here and how many of you when you sat in those chairs you thought about it, even thought about it? You know why I didn't think about it? Because you're so used to do it. You know that these chairs are going to hold you and you're not going to fall down and then I'm going to laugh and then help you. Yes, I will laugh first. Because some people just fall in a funny way. You know, you cannot help it. You know, but then you go there, oh, I'm so sorry, I should not let, let me help you. You know, and, and we do that, and, and it's okay. But that's how we need to experience trust. As we go through a struggle in our life, you know you trust Jesus. You know who Jesus is. Just sit down and say, Lord, just drive. I know I can trust you. Just one more thing. And if it's not going to be according to my will, that you be be glorified. And you got to remember that because the disciples, when they got asked this question here, is another opportunity for them to grow, and they had experienced. And I know over time, as I went to many other experiences, trusting Jesus, knowing who Jesus is, knowing that everything he says, he'll do it, and he has power to do so, you realize that you and I are here today because this hard-head man, trust him all the way to the point that they died for Jesus Christ. So you and I can hear the word of God today. So I want you to remember this. God has given you the opportunity to go. Has he given you the opportunity to do something? Has he given you the opportunity to give? Has he given you the opportunity to 
go to another TV, to preach to someone, to share your heart with someone, do it. Don't be ashamed, embarrassed, or feeling belittled because of any of that. And if you're struggling with anything, just go to the Lord. I think all of us experienced a little struggle with this whole COVID situation 2020. Some people, unfortunately, passed away. Some people are here. Some people are struggling financially. Some are not. But I know one thing, despite it all, God is going glorified in everything. He's in control. He knows what's happening. And if you need peace in your life, that's why I love that song when you're singing it. It can give you that peace even when the storms are raging, raging around you. So the question that I need to ask yourself is, where's your faith to serve Lord and live for Him? We talk in Sunday school about living a good, long life for the Lord here because of having perspective or eternity. Live that with faith and trust in the authority of Jesus Christ and the power that He is because He's God. And He can turn your life around. He can help you. He can do anything He would have you do. For so his will can be fulfilled in your life and that his kingdom can be proclaimed here on earth. So, Pastor.